I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Yep, we have a double dip of the Broncos and Bratwurst podcast this week. We will still be podcasting tomorrow morning as well. Um, but slightly different shows. Today, we're going to talk about kind of a wrap-up of the... The preseason, talk about the the final roster or what the roster is at the moment. At least there are still moves being made. A little bit of the news around the NFL. And we'll segue that into the Skipper Dude with a really cool 20 questions segment where he's going to, he asked us, he asked me and several of, of several other people to answer some top questions and some really tough questions for the 2019 NFL season. And he will give you the the rundown of what we answered and what we think is going to happen around the NFL. Some really good questions and I think some really good answers. Definitely a worthwhile segment. Now, the Broncos, of course, had some interesting drama over the last week because um, Joe Flacco was the only quarterback, it seemed, for a day or so after they cut um, Kevin Hogan and Brett Rippon. Kevin Hogan was just not good enough. I think there's no question about that to anyone who was watching any football games that this guy could not get it done. Like I mentioned last week, the LA Rams broadcasting crew was almost laughing about his lack of arm strength. I mean, he really could not even get the ball to the other side of the field on an out route. And that's something that obviously is not going to cut it with a team that at least thinks they have a chance to win in 2019. Now, if they do, we'll find out, but they think they do. And so Elway wanted something more. He wanted someone who could come in and, and actually be a somewhat competent backup. Now, the Broncos have just gone out and gotten a quarterback who actually we just recently saw. Brandon Allen um, was cut by the LA Rams and comes over to the Broncos 
as the number two, at least until Drew Locke is healthy. So, Allen, if anyone remembers the preseason game uh, a few weeks ago against the Rams, or was that last week? It, it's, just, it's such a long preseason, I, I don't even remember, honestly. But in, in his preseason, he averaged 400, or he totaled 431 total yards, zero touchdowns, and three interceptions. But he was really impressive in that Broncos game. I remember thinking that their backup, and he was their third stringer, it was like, wow, this is a guy that looks much better than our number two. I mean, no question. And fittingly so, the Broncos go and pick him up. In that game, he completed 12 out of 19 passes for 162 yards, zero touchdowns, and zero interceptions. But looked quite good. He obviously comes over. Uh, he's in the Sean McVay system, which is very similar to the Rick Scangarello system. Uh, this is Kyle Shanahan. It all kind of comes from that tree. Um, of course, he's rubbed elbows with Sean McVay. And as we all know, that makes him automatically a superstar in the NFL, or at least that is the hope in the 2019 and uh, beyond, um, because everyone thinks if you've touched the golden boy, then you are golden yourself. Now, he cannot be worse than Kevin Hogan. That That's really all I've got to say about it. I mean, Kevin Hogan was so deplorably bad that, you know, what does it hurt? I mean, I, I don't I don't honestly mind. Um, the Broncos also signed defensive back Devontae Harris. Uh, he was cut by the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, Harris looks like a guy who is another, not small, but, but not a big kid, a big guy, I should say. Um, he is more of a nickel corner type, um, defensive back. He's played some safety, has the ability to play safety, um, kind of a depth guy. And as the Broncos have had so many injuries in the safety position lately, losing both, um, DeMonte and Shamarco Thomas. Um, they were in need of someone to, to add some depth there. And he's a guy who looks like he's got a lot of potential. Um, there were some nice things said about him coming out. A uh, guy comes in from Wichita state. So he's kind of a, not necessarily local, but kind of your, one of your Midwest players, I think will be happy here in Denver. And obviously he gets the chance to play with Vic Fangio, who's very, very happy with, with these cornerbacks that they don't have to be huge but they have to be tough. They have to be nasty. And he sounds like a guy who can do that. He can get his nose dirty. He can go make tackles and he's good against the run. So sounds like a nice solid pickup. Um, a guy, obviously again, off the, the quote unquote scrap heap. Um, the Broncos also sign Corey Nelson, who should obviously be a familiar name to Broncos fans, a inside linebacker that play. He played with the Broncos a few years back. Um, I'm just reading mile Hardy port right now. He played four seasons with the Broncos. Uh, I think he kind of went back and forth with the with the practice squad a couple times. He he actually had some significant minutes with the Broncos over those four seasons. He had 104 tackles total, one sack, six pass deflections. Um, he was a primarily special teams depth player, but but a guy who's familiar with with at least the team, not necessarily this team because obviously it's new coach. But you know when you look at the injuries inside linebacker and and the guys that weren't really getting it done in the preseason. This is not a sexy signing, but he's a guy, again, who we can be kind of comfortable with. He's going to be nice depth on special teams, and that's above anything else what this team needed. The special teams have been so bad. They needed guys that can just comfortably bring in and know they're going to provide at least something to special teams, and that's what you're going to get with Corey Nelson. So not not a flashy pickup, but a guy who who just, he really just makes sense. 
Um, another guy, now this is a bit of a more exciting claim. The Broncos claim wide receiver Deontay Spencer. Spencer comes over from the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, he was cut yesterday by the Steelers. He had a really solid um, preseason. He was originally an undrafted free agent by the Rams back in 2014. Uh, he played a bit in Canada, uh, and he um, got a futures contract with Pittsburgh in January. Unfortunately for him, he didn't make it with Pittsburgh. He had a really solid um, preseason. I'm just looking at the Mile High Report. They have a tweet that says, Wide receiver Deontay Spencer has the Steelers' longest rushing attempt, longest kickoff return, and longest punt return through three preseason games. So, again, he was a playmaker for Pittsburgh, but they're just so full of wide receivers. They don't need this guy. He has 4.34 speed, very, very quick, very fast, and a guy who could bring some excitement to that position excitement that they haven't had for for quite a long time and when they did have that excitement like with Trendon Holiday he fumbled every time he touched the ball so hopefully Deontay Spencer is a guy who can catch the ball reliably hold on to the ball and also make some plays because you know like River Craycraft yeah he, he was fairly comfortable catching the ball it seemed even that was somewhat questionable but he was okay but the problem was there just there was no it seemed opportunity no no push to try to make something special happen. And, and, and when there are guys out there who can make something special happen, then absolutely, it's awesome. The Broncos went out and made this move. Of course, all the best to River Craycraft, who's one of the kind of a fan favorite because he's always on the field first and whatnot during OTAs and during the offseason. But um, this is a guy who I think has a much, much, much higher upside than River Craycraft. Another guy, or a couple other guys, and again, this is all, I'm finding all this information on MileHighReport.com. Um, follow them, of course, on Twitter. Uh, find them on, yeah, at MileHighReport.com. Um, some, some, always, every single signing is covered in depth by, by really the best writers in, in the city. I mean, I firmly believe that. So if you're not already getting your information from them, do so now. The Broncos have also added tight end Andrew Beck. Uh, he comes over from the Patriots, and they've added center Corey Levine, or Corey Levin, probably Levine. Uh, he comes over from the Tennessee Titans. Levine, Levine is a guy that I think I saw some really nice things said about him on Twitter just recently. Um, he is a sixth-round draft pick by the, the Titans in 2017. Uh, looks like he could add a little bit of muscle, but he is athletic, and he is a flexible offensive lineman that can play center and guard. So another guy that just a nice solid addition, a nice guy to bring in with a an offensive line that, that could struggle and has already struggled a bit with injuries. Ron Leary is so unpredictable what he's going to do. Um, and so, again, a guy that I've seen nice things said about him. Beck um, sounds like a guy who who's kind of labeled as a tight end, but I, I saw, again, on Twitter that he is – oftentimes more of a, a halfback fullback. So he could really come in immediately and be that fullback until we get Janovich back. Um, so he's really more of your blocker. You know, your guy who's just going to run, run rough shot through, through some, you know, defensive lines. And so he's more of a guy who's probably only going to be around for a couple of weeks before they get Janovich back. But so again, an, another nice depth move. And, and so the Broncos have really done a good job. They, they've, from what I see, they, they filled every single need that they that they were looking for 
before the start of the season. Obviously, they needed a number two quarterback. They needed a little depth at at, at safety, um, or at least in the defensive backfield. They needed depth on the offensive line, and of course, they needed depth on special teams and inside linebacker. And they really attacked and hit every single mark. And so, I think we should all be happy with. What they've done over the last few days, it's obviously hard to see some of these guys go. Some guys that maybe people didn't expect to see go. Sua Cravens, obviously someone that people seemed pretty surprised. Kevin Hogan, people were pretty surprised, even though he was terrible. It was still a bit of a surprise that he was cut. Um, But all in all, I think this team is really shaping up to be solid. It's shaping up to be something that that could be really good. Now, we're going to talk about that much, much more tomorrow. We're going to really go in-depth about what we feel about this team what we're going to look into. And I want to, I want to pitch my, myself real quickly. I have a, another show that I'm kind of producing myself and for myself over on YouTube. It's called the footballogists, the footballogists that's football. O G I S T S. So it's footballogists. Um, and it's really going in depth and covering every single team in the NFL and trying to predict their betting lines. So the first few shows are predicting how they're going to do, um, in the over-under of their total wins in 2019. And then during the season, I'll bet every single game and predict every single game against the spread. And it's all with a focus on the human element, which is injuries, it's new coaching staffs, it's drama in the locker room, etc. Stuff like that, that, that. Stuff that affects these people as people, not just players, not just teams, not just stats, not just the numbers. Um, it's really more of them in the human aspect. So please check that out. It's on YouTube right now. I'm trying to get it on to some other platform, but at the moment it's on YouTube, The Footballogist. Go check it out. Tell me what you think. I, I really guarantee you, you will find information that's really valuable, especially to sports bettors and NFL bettors. It's stuff that I, I, I really do a lot of research. I dig into, and I promise you, you're going to find things that you did not know, and you'll be glad to have learned. Um, after saying that, I'm going to send it over to the Skipper Dude after a short break. He's going to go into the 20 questions that he found interesting for the 2019 season. I would be really curious to see if you agree with our assessment of his 20 absolutely awesome questions. Skipper Dude, up next. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. All right, gentlemen. I want you to repeat after me just how I do it. Ready? Your turn. Thanks, Kevin. A little Charlie Puth to kick things off today. So today, I wanted to do a little bit of mental calisthenics for Broncos country to get us all ready for this weekend's kickoff weekend to the NFL season. So what I wanted to do is put together, we put together 20 questions to help get us ready for the, to the 2019 season. They're, they're kind of some challenging questions all over football and a number of questions about the Broncos. And so what we did as a group, we, we decided to put these questions out to some of the absolute greatest minds in the entire NFL broadcasting industry. Unfortunately, none of them responded to us, so we got some answers from our fantasy football league instead. And actually, I, I give these guys a hard time in uh, trash talking, but but in, in truth, these are some these are some really smart football people. Kevin, Eric, Paul, Dominic, thank you very much for for answering these questions. And uh, let, let's see if we can all get a little bit smarter and better prepared for the NFL season. All right, twenty questions. Let's go number question number one, and this is probably the one on most Broncos country's minds. The Denver Broncos will win seven or more more than seven games in 2019, and the answer from the group is. Yes, true. Four to one by a four to one margin. I think this this group is feeling like the Vegas line is seven and a half is a little bit on the low side. And the Broncos, maybe it's just because it's preseason. This team should win more than seven games this year. All right, question number two. Phillip Rivers will be the second highest rated quarterback in the AFC West. And the answer is... True, and this was another one. This was this one actually got a true by a five-zero margin. I think everybody, not much believer in uh, Patrick Mahomes and, and and doing a lot of regression this year. He's probably going to end up being your number one, and not a lot of love for uh, either Derek Carr or Joe Flacco. All right, number three, the Cleveland Browns will win the AFC North, and the answer is <clears throat> false. All right, so. This one actually is by a four to one margin. I think it's one of the things that's true of our little group. We are not big believers in the Cleveland Browns this year. Ton, massive amount of talent on that on that roster, but um, too many egos, too too young a head coach, too much uh, possibility for them to just implode at some point during the season. All right, number four, Tom Brady will have a better statistical season than 2015 Peyton Manning. And the answer is true. Okay, so so this one actually was only three to two, and I think that uh, we're seeing certainly Father Time. We've got a number of Father Time questions uh, in, in this this survey, but one of the biggest is of course with Tom Brady, and we are all seeing Father Time catching up with him. Father Time, of course, is undefeated, and uh, the the question being, will Tom Brady hold on and and his career regression path? 
you know, be slower than Peyton Manning's was. And, and I think that the, the small consensus is that, yes, he will continue to hold on and not regress as badly as 2015 Peyton Manning. All right, so number five, the feud between Aaron Rodgers and Matt LaFleur will bleed into the regular season. And the answer is false. And only by a three to two margin, though, that, that uh, the group felt like they, the, the, the excitement that we had during the preseason with those two and, and uh, um, Aaron Rodgers talking about how he didn't even like to have the, the combined team practices, all that's going to go away during the regular season. But as a group, we're not particularly sure about that. All right, number six, Von Miller will lead the Denver Broncos in sacks. And the group says... True. Only by a three to two margin, though. Of course, uh, you know, I think that, that probably realistically all season long, uh, sacks for the Broncos are going to be pretty well shared by Von Miller and Bradley Chubb. All right. So number seven, Baker Mayfield will have a better statistical season than Patrick Mahomes. And the answer is false. Uh, by a 5-0 to zero margin, this was one that uh, for a while there, there was some sentiment that Baker Mayfield was, you know, that Patrick Mahomes was going to regress. Baker Mayfield, with his monster talent surrounding him in Cleveland, was actually going to surpass him statistically. This group's not buying it. All right, number eight. The Oakland Raiders will win at least two AFC West division games. And the answer is... True. Wow. Okay. That, that's actually maybe a little bit of a surprise. Three to two margin. The group they believes that the Raiders are going to win at least two games. I think that uh, there there's a, a belief among this group that uh, Josh Jacobs with um, Derek Carr with Antonio Brown and with some talent on that offense that, that Chucky has things turning the corner and, and should at least not embarrass themselves uh, in Oakland this year. All right. Number nine. Ezekiel Elliott will finish the season as a top five statistical running back. And the answer is false by a four to one margin. I think this group is feeling like Zeke's holdout, whether whether he comes back for uh, week two or week three. Probably the holdout's going to take a toll, and and it would be it chemistry, be it his his being in proper shape, he is not going to end up being a top five statistical quarterback. All right, number ten. Philip Lindsay will make the Pro Bowl for the second consecutive year, and the answer is true. Three by a three to two margin. I actually voted no on this one because I think Lindsay may have some regression this year. But I'm also a huge believer, as is apparently most of the rest of our group, that uh, so long as you can get Philip Lindsay the ball in space, if if Rich Gangarello, if Joe Flacco are able to uh, to do that and even look a little bit Patriots that way and get him open even near the line of scrimmage, it could be a monster season for him. All right, number 11, the Buffalo Bills will be the second best team in the AFC East. And the answer is true. Five to zero, I think this one was fairly easy if, if you've paid attention to the, how the AFC East is, is stacking up. There is a remote chance, I suppose, that the Patriots could fall from grace. A doubtful. There, there's also a chance that uh, Buffalo could end up behind the Jets, but uh, this group's not seeing it. The, the Dolphins are absolutely horrific this year. All right, and speaking of the Dolphins, number 12, the Miami Dolphins will earn the number one overall pick in the 2020 NFL Draft. And the answer from the group is false. And this is one where I actually said true, but I think it's a long season. The Dolphins are strangely 
playing to win. I can't figure out some of what they're doing. Ryan Fitzpatrick at, at quarterback. They've made they've they've actually sold off some some uh, draft picks to bring in some talent. And and this is a team that's just they're they're weird. It's like they're blowing things up, but they're not blowing things up. So you know who who knows maybe that uh, no answer is going to be the way to go later in the season. All right, number thirteen, Emmanuel Sanders will be the Broncos' number one statistical wide receiver. And the answer is true by a four to one margin. Um, I think this one's probably fairly obvious. I know I'm a big believer in Cortland Sutton, um, but but let's be honest, he has not flashed yet. He he's a guy who may be a, a very blah regular season away from losing his big prospect status. So yes, I think that uh, most of us are all in. Emmanuel Sanders is healthy, and he's going to be the Broncos' number one statistical wide receiver. All right, next question, number fourteen. Garrett Bowles will be benched for poor play during the 2019 season. And the answer from the group is false. And actually by a 5-0 to zero margin. That surprised me a little bit. No, no thought here amongst our group that Garrett Bowles is going to be benched. Yes, he's having problems. Yes, if you see uh, Mike McChesney and, and other analysts breaking down his game, he has some fly. He still makes a lot of rookie mistakes, but we're thinking he's going to hang in there and he's going to shape it up, and Mike Munchak is going to have him playing like he needs to be. All right. Number 15, at least one national media analyst will favorably compare the 2019 Denver defense to the 2015 defense. And the answer from the group is true. Believe it or not, this one actually surprised me. I didn't think there would be this much love. It's actually 5-0 to zero from our group that, that's saying that um, – the, the national media will will notice this Denver defense to the point that it's going to compare it positively to the 2015 defense. Uh, in my mind, the, the, the starting five, starting front five, may actually be better this year. I mean, you got some freakish talent on that on that defensive line. The uh, secondary is not the no-fly zone, a more, a more smart, uh, less talented bunch, but the very, very possible. I think we all five believe that we could have some positive comparisons here. All right, the 19, the, the item number 16. The New England Patriots will represent the AFC in Super Bowl 54. And the answer is false. Actually, by a 5 0 margin, every single one of us believe that it's time for the Patriots to pass the, the torch, pass the baton off to another team. Be that uh, the Steelers, possibly, the, the, the Ravens, or, or more, most likely the Chiefs. Um, it looks like it may be time for the Patriot dynasty to finally go the way of all things. All right, number 17, the Philadelphia Eagles will win the NFC East. And the answer is true by a 4-1 to margin. I think this one seems uh, fairly easy. The Cowboys have some, some talent. The Giants are awful. But uh, the, the Cowboys to have some talent, as do the Redskins. I don't know if either of them look strong enough to take on the Eagles. All right, so number 18. This is another one of those passing of, the, passing of Father Time uh, questions. Matt Ryan will be the top-rated quarterback in the AFC South. Or in other words, he'll pass up Drew Brees. And the answer is... Mm. False. 
Actually, by uh, by a three to two margin only. Um, the, the, there are a couple of us who do believe that Matt Ryan is poised to uh, kind of take that take that top spot. And Drew Brees, getting old, is finally going to hit that you know age thirty eight, age thirty nine wall, and and that uh, he he will finally regress. But uh, I think there's also a feeling amongst several of us that uh, I'm not going to believe it until I actually see it happen. We got some of these ageless wonder quarterbacks out there these days. All right, number nineteen, the Los Angeles Rams will make the NFC playoffs? And the answer is true. By a 4-1 to one margin, uh, the, the Rams, I know I'm believing that there may be some regression there. This is still a very talented Rams group. Uh, I'm not sure who's exactly going to take them on. It's certainly not going to be Arizona taking them on in their division. Uh, Seattle and San Francisco could maybe make a challenge, but uh, the Rams are going to have a little bit of, of a Super Bowl hangover to deal with, but I think that they probably have the talent to get through it. All right, and then finally, number 20, Lamar Jackson will earn more fantasy points in standard formats than Ben Roethlisberger. Another All right, some good uh, stuff. And father I'm time question. And the answer is there are some in there that are like, true. By a vote of three to two, I think our group believes that it is time for a passing of the torch quarterback-wise in the AFC North. And that Lamar Jackson is poised to take over that number one spot from Ben Roethlisberger. And of course, that doesn't include Baker Mayfield. So he might end up being number two. No, All right, don't. so that's our 20 As questions, and um, I'm hoping that, that uh, by, by listening plays, to this, you all are better prepared for the 2019 plays, season and a little smarter on the NFL than you were 10 minutes ago. Kevin, back to you. Now, I think he'll be good. Will he be great? I'm not sure. I don't think anyone's sure. I mean, you see him dropping in fantasy drafts, too, because no one really knows what to expect from the guy, because a lot of what he was and what he's been was was Pittsburgh. Now, like Emmanuel Sanders is a guy, obviously, we know and love, and he was good in Pittsburgh and came in, in was probably even better in Denver, partly because of, of uh, Peyton Manning. But don't count out Roethlisberger and Pittsburgh. And that's actually what I want to talk about real quickly. I, I was looking through the, the, the betting lines, and, and I don't know if you're all betters and if you are bet responsibly, but it's becoming more and more... Prevalent in 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 the U.S. and that being the case, I want to give you my three favorite picks from the week. Now, and again, you can get really really detailed picks and information over at the Footballologists on YouTube. Um, but the games I love and the teams I really like, uh, especially in Week One, the first one I got to say, Kansas City. Kansas City is is at uh, minus four against Jacksonville, so so Kansas City is going to win, but they're only given four points. Now I get it, Jacksonville is you know they're kind of a questionable team. No one knows what to think. They're playing at home. They got Nick Foles. They've got one of the top defenses, but this is Kansas City, and Kansas City and Andy Reid are always good at the beginning of the year. Andy Reid is like the best at scripting offenses for the first few weeks before teams can figure out what he's doing. And he's always good at scripting offenses, but especially the first few weeks, he's, he's got an amazing September record. And I think that continues. And I think Kansas City probably blows the doors off Jacksonville. And even though Jacksonville's got this potentially great defense, I see holes in it. I don't think they're all, they're being overrated in my opinion. Um, now they have obviously some good players, but 
I love Kansas City here. Totally take Kansas City and um, take the points. Um, other games I love, um, I like Pittsburgh. And I actually like Pittsburgh to win in New England. I think New England's going to be good. I don't think they're going to be great. I think Tom Brady starts to to fall apart a bit. And I think you start to see um, uh, who's their new quarterback, Stidham. Is that right? Man, my, my brain is barely working this evening. Um, I think you're going to see Brady start to slowly crumble, but you know New England's got an amazingly easy schedule, so I'm not too worried. Or yeah, I, I would be happier about them um, feeling this year, but I doubt that's going to happen. But in this first week, Pittsburgh, I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. They've got a really good defense, a really good offensive line, a coach that's been there forever. They, everyone knows what's going on, what's expected of them. And they've got Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith-Schuster, you know, a couple other receivers. Dante Moncrief's their number two. Um, I think it's, what is it, James Washington, I believe. Uh, some, something like that is their number three. So a lot of talent on that offense. James Conner running the ball. He'll probably even be better in his second year as the starting running back. So I really like that game. I actually like, I, I love the six and a half. New England's getting six and a half right now. Obviously, the win and six and a half points. I think absolutely for certain Pittsburgh makes it close. Now, the game I love the most this week, and it's not even all that close, is Baltimore-Miami. And I'm getting these lines from thelines.com. I don't know if these are all up to date, honestly, because this line blows me away. Um, The line right now, and this is in Miami, but the line is is Baltimore to win, and they're getting four points. Um. That's ridiculous. I mean, so again, if, if, if anyone's not familiar with how, how this betting works, it's literally if Baltimore, if you, if you go to the site, the line, the lines.com, you'll see the games and you'll see Baltimore with a negative four Miami with a plus four. That just literally means Baltimore will win by at least four points. Um, so if they win by four, it's a push. If they win by five, then you win. If you bet on Baltimore, if they win by five and you bet on Miami, then you lose. So you're literally just betting the points that they're going to win by. So Baltimore by four points. I think Baltimore should win by two touchdowns. I, I mean, this is a ridiculous line. I, I don't know who set this line. I don't know if this line is actually still in existence. Good luck finding this line. Um, but if it is there, oh my goodness, bet it. Um, and okay, I shouldn't say the line. It's actually the spread. So bet the spread, bet the spread, bet the bet the Baltimore all day long. Um, that is absolutely my favorite bet of the week. Um, so what else is going on around the NFL? Um, so big news coming out of the AFC West. Obviously, if anyone's paying attention, they'll know that Melvin Gordon has been uh, holding out. He wants more money before he plays. He wants a new contract, and he's kind of going the Le'Veon Bell route. And you know, it, it makes sense. Um, these guys, these running backs, have a have a very short shelf life, and they they want to get as much money as they possibly can while they're still able to. Um, but he wants a lot of money. He wants a big contract. And the LA Chargers are just not having any of it. The most recent thing coming from the, the the Chargers GM is saying that he will suspend contract talks with Melvin Gordon until the end of the season. Wow. End of the season, which means anyone who drafted Melvin Gordon, either you better hope this dude uh, lightens up and decides to come back, or um, you may want to dump him right now because most likely... You're not going to get anything at all from Melvin Gordon. Big news for for Broncos fans too, of course, because I think you know Austin Eckler. I, I believe is their number one running back right now, and that's I think he's okay. I like him. He's a Colorado kid, but 
is he going to be your bell cow back? Nah. Gordon was a guy who was, I'm, I'm not going to say special, but he was very good. And without him, you, you're losing a lot. I really think you're losing a lot. Um, what else is going on? Demarius Thomas was cut by the, the Patriots. So there's a lot of rumors going around that, that everyone wants the Broncos to sign him. Honestly, I don't see why not. I, I think Demarius Thomas, he's, he's got to be better than than um, Tim Patrick, right? I mean, I think it seems like people really are in love with Tim Patrick. And it's like, what has he ever done? I mean, what what is the deal with people liking Tim Patrick? I, I honestly don't, I don't really understand. Um, now, if he gets the job done, great. But I mean, I would get Demarius Thomas. He's 31 years old. He's a bit injury prone. He's a bit older. He drops some passes. But you know what you get with him. He, he, the dude's a baller. I mean, he, he's one of the greatest Broncos wide receivers of all time. And we're not even thinking about it. What is the, the hate for Demarius Thomas around Denver country? It's it just, it blows me away. I mean, a guy who just doesn't deserve it. Now I didn't love him. There were times where I griped about him and I didn't, didn't like his play on the field, but the dude, the dude gave us a lot. I mean, he gave us a lot. He won a super bowl for goodness sake. And, and I think he deserves more respect and, and heck, why not? What what are you going to hurt? I mean, if he comes in at a decent price, sure. I'd take him as my fourth receiver over Tim Patrick every day of the week. Bring it on. Um, what else is going on around the NFL? Not not a whole lot. Um looking at the the most surprising cuts over the weekend. LaShawn McCoy, right? LaShawn McCoy was cut up in uh, Buffalo and then re-signed almost immediately by Kansas City. And I think it took a pretty big contract. And, and if I remember right, last season in Buffalo, he averaged something like 3.4 yards per carry, which is, um, frankly, it's garbage. Um, what else? Keelan Doss was released by the Oakland Raiders. Um, they say that's surprising simply because uh, he's been kind of one of the main guys in <laughs> hard knocks. Uh, Demarius Thomas, Josh Dotson. Yeah, you know, I, there hasn't been that much of a surprise, honestly. I, I would say Demarius Thomas is perhaps my biggest surprise. I thought he was he was in line to be one of their top wide receivers. Obviously, that's not the case. Um, yeah, anyway, other big news around the NFL is, I mean, the, the Houston trading Jadavian Clowney um, for pretty much nothing to, to Seattle Seahawks. They got a couple defensive players back and, a, and I think a third round pick. Um, so not a whole lot going on for that, for one of the top, you know, line rushers, you know, line players, defensive line players in the league. And then they went and traded, I think, what was it? Two first round picks, a second round pick and a couple other picks to Miami for their left tackle, uh, Tunsil, which is I, as far as anything I've read and seen from anyone, it is a massive, massive overpay. And so what you see happening is Houston saying they have to win now. They see that Andrew Luck is gone, that it's their chance. They need to win absolutely at the moment. And also, I think they're saying, hey, we can't let Deshaun Watson get killed. We can't have him turn into the next Andrew Luck. And I think you're going to see that. I think you're going to see teams panicking and, and, and putting a better offensive line around their quarterbacks simply because Andrew Luck retired. He, he's going to change the game. His retirement will change the game of football because teams are going to realize, oh, crap, you know, this is actually a little more serious than we gave it credit for. We can't just hope these guys are going to be able to glue their bodies back together and, and survive brutality around a bad offensive line. And so I think you're going to see that. And if you see that in Houston. Houston, who's running their team right now without a GM, 
their head coach Bill O'Brien is running th- that side of the of the of the team, which is fairly disastrous so far. Houston is they're on the edge of being a good team, maybe even a really good team, but I'm just not sure. You know, I mean. Boy, they better be. They better be. You know, Houston, they're, they're in a division now that's that's really not very good, especially after Luck is out. I mean, Tennessee's, you know, absolutely nothing. Um, they better win. And, and I'm a big Deshaun Watson guy, so I, I hope they have success. I hope they see, you know, something even to the playoffs at least. Obviously, if they face the Broncos, I hope they 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 burn, <laughs> you know, in a, in a, okay, not literally, but you, you get my point. Um Otherwise, I think that that's about all that's going on in the NFL. Tomorrow, we're going to talk about in depth the Broncos' schedule, the Broncos as a team, what we think they can do this season. You know, the the ceiling, the floor, a look, a little bit of a look back on the preseason, and mostly a look forward to what is finally the regular season of the NFL 2019. Until tomorrow, guys. Take it easy.